Chapter 9, verses 37 through 50 of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 37 through 43. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly departeth from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And as he was yet a-coming, the devil threw him down and tare him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child, and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. Bede. Certain places accord with certain events. On the mount our Lord prays, is transfigured, reveals the secrets of his glory to his disciples. As he descends to the lower parts, he is received by a large concourse. As it is said, and it came to pass, that on the next day, when he was come down from the hill, much people met him. Above he makes known the voice of the Father. Below he expels the evil spirits. Hence it follows, and behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son. Titus Bost. It seems indeed to me that this was a wise man, for he said not to the Savior, Do this or that, but... Look on my son, for this suffices for his salvation. And the prophet said, Look on me and have mercy on me. And he says, On my son, to show that his was a reasonable forwardness in crying out aloud among the multitude. He adds, For he is mine only child. As if to say, There is none other I can expect to be the consolation of my old age. He next enters into the sufferings, that he may move his hearer to compassion, saying, And lo, the Spirit taketh him. He then seems to accuse the disciples, but his answer is rather a justification of his casting aside his fear, saying, And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. As if he said, Think not that I have come lightly unto thee. Marvelous is thy greatness. I did not intrude upon thy presence at once, but went first to thy disciples, because they failed to work the cure, I am now compelled to approach thee. Our Lord, therefore, does not blame him, but the faithless generation, for it follows, and Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, Chrysostom, but that this man was much weakened in faith, the writings of the gospel show us in several places, in that place where he says, Help thou my unbelief, and if thou canst, and in that where Christ said, All things are possible to him that believeth, etc. Chrysostom. Hence it seems to me more correct to account the father of the demoniac unbelieving, because he also casts reproach upon the holy apostles, saying that they could not subdue the evil spirits. But it were better to have sought favor from God by honoring him, for he has respect to them that fear him. But he who says, that those are weak with respect to their power over evil spirits, who have obtained that power from Christ, calumniates rather the grace 
than those who are adorned with that grace in whom Christ works. Christ is therefore offended with the accusation of the saints, to whom was entrusted the word of holy preaching. Wherefore the Lord rebukes him and those like-minded with him, saying, O faithless and perverse generation, as if he said, Because of your unbelief, the grace has not received its accomplishment. Chrysostom. Now he does not direct his words to him alone, but to all the Jews, lest he should cause him to doubt. For it must have been that many were offended. Theophylact. By the word perverse, he shows that this wickedness in them was not originally or by nature, for by nature indeed they were upright, being the seed of Abraham, but became perverted through malice, Cyril, as if not knowing how to continue in the right beginnings. Now Christ disdains to dwell with those who are thus disposed. Hence he says, How long shall I be with you and suffer you? Feeling troubled with their company because of their evil deeds. Chrysostom. Hereby also he shows that his departure was desired by him, not because the suffering of the cross was grievous, but rather their conversation. Bede. Not that weariness has overcome his patience, but after the manner of a physician, when he sees a sick man acting contrary to his commands, he says, How long shall I come to thy house? When I order one thing, you do another. But to prove that he was not angry with the man, but with the sin, he immediately added, Bring thy son hither. Titus Bost. He might indeed have healed him by his simple command, but he makes his suffering public, being the weak in faith to the sight of things present. Then the devil, when he perceived our Lord, rends and dashes the child down, as it follows, and as he was yet a-coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. That so first the suffering should be made manifest, then the remedy be applied. Chrysostom. The Lord, whoever, does this not for display, but for the Father's sake, that upon seeing the devil disturbed at the mere summons, he might thus at least be led to the belief of the future miracles, of which it follows, and Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child, and delivered him again unto his father. Cyril. Now before, not his father, but the devil possessed him. But now the evangelist adds that the people were astonished at the greatness of God, saying, And all were amazed at the mighty power of God, which he says, because of the gift of Christ, who conferred on the holy apostles also the power of working divine miracles and having the mastery over evil spirits. Bede. Now in a mystical manner, in proportion to their deserts, does our Lord daily ascend to some men, seeing that the perfect and those whose conversation is in heaven, he glorifies by exalting higher, instructing them in things eternal, and teaching them things which cannot be heard by the multitude. But to others he descends, in that he strengthens the fleshly and foolish men, teaching and chastening them. Now this demoniac Matthew calls a lunatic. Mark deaf and dumb. Matthew signifies those who change as the moon, increasing and decreasing through different vices. Mark those who are dumb and not confessing the faith, deaf and not hearing the very word of faith. While the boy is coming to our Lord, he is dashed to the ground, because men, when turned to the Lord, are often grievously afflicted by the devil, that he may instill a hatred of virtue, 
or revenge the injury of his expulsion. As in the beginning of the church, he waged as many fierce conflicts as he had to bewail losses suddenly brought upon his kingdom. But our Lord rebukes not the boy who suffered violence, but the evil spirit who inflicted it. For he who desires to correct the sinner ought by reproof and importance to drive away the vice, but to revive the man by gentleness, until he can restore him to the spiritual father of the church. Verses 43 through 45. But while they wondered every one at all things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, Let these sayings sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. But they understood not this saying, and it was hid from them, that they perceived it not, and they feared to ask him of that saying. Cyril, everything that Jesus did claimed admiration from all men for a particular and divine light reflected upon each of his works, according to the Psalms, honor and majesty wilt thou lay upon him. Although all indeed marveled at those things which he did, he whoever addresses what follows, not to all, but to his disciples, as it is said, but while they wondered every one, etc. He had shown his glory on the mount to his disciples, and after this delivered a man from an evil spirit. But it was necessary for him to undergo his passion for our salvation. Now his disciples might have been perplexed, saying, Have we then been deceived, in that we thought him to be God? That they might know then what was to happen to him, he bids them lay up in their minds as a certain deposit the mystery of his passion, saying, Let these sayings sink down in your hearts. By the word your, he distinguishes them from others, for the multitude were not to know that he was about to suffer, but were rather to be assured that the dead would rise again, destroying death, lest they should be offended. Titus Bost, while all thus were wondering at the miracles, he foretells his passion, for miracles do not save, but the cross conveys the benefit. Hence he adds, For the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. Origin. But it is not clearly expressed by whom he is to be delivered, for one says that he is to be delivered up by Judas, another by the devil. But Paul says that God the Father delivered him up for us all. But Judas, as he delivered him up for money, did it treacherously, the Father for his mercy's sake. Theophylact. Now our Lord, in condescension to their infirmities, and governing them with a kind of economy, did not permit them to understand what was said of the cross, as it follows, but they understood not. Bede, this ignorance of the disciples proceeds not so much from slowness of understanding as from affection. For since they were yet carnal and ignorant of the mystery of the cross, they could not believe that he whom they thought to be really God would suffer death. And because they were often accustomed to hear him speak by figure, they thought that he meant figuratively something else by what he said of his betrayal. Cyril, now someone perhaps will say, how were the disciples ignorant of the mystery of the cross, seeing that it was touched upon in several places by the shadows of the law? But as Paul relates, even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. It becomes then those who approach Christ to say, Open thou my eyes, that I may behold the wonderful things out of thy law. Theophylact. 
Mark also the reverence of the disciples in what follows, and they feared to ask him of that saying, for fear is the first step to reverence. Verses 46 through 50. Then there arose a reasoning among them, which of them should be the greatest? And Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a child and set him by him, and said unto them, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name receiveth me, and whosoever shall receive me receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you, the same shall be great. And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him, because he followeth not with us. And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. Cyril, the devil lays plots of various kinds for them that love the best way of life. And if indeed by carnal allurements he can gain possession of a man's heart, he sharpens his love of pleasure. But if a man has escaped these snares, he excites in him a desire of glory. And this passion for vainglory has seized some one of his disciples. Hence it is said, Then there arose a reasoning among them, which of them should be the greatest? For to have such thoughts belongs to him who desires to be superior to the rest. But I think it improbable that all the disciples give way to this weakness, and therefore suppose that the evangelist, not to seem to lay the charge to any individual, expresses himself indefinitely, saying that there arose a reasoning among them. Theophylact. Now it seems that this feeling was excited by the circumstance of their not being able to cure the demoniac. And while they were disputing thereupon, one said, It was not owing to my weakness, but to another's, that he could not be cured. And so thereby was kindled a strife among them, which was the greatest. Bede. Or because they saw Peter, James, and John taken apart to the mount, and the keys of the kingdom of heaven promised to Peter, they were angry that these three, or Peter, should have precedence over all, or because in the payment of the tribute they saw Peter made equal to the Lord, they supposed that he was to be placed before the rest. But the attentive reader will find that the question was raised among them before the payment of the penny. For in truth, Matthew relates it, that it took place at Capernaum. But Mark says that he came to Capernaum, and being in the house, he asked them, what was it that ye disputed among yourselves in the way? But they held their peace. For by the way, they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest, Cyril. But our Lord, who knew how to save, seeing in the hearts of the disciples the thought that had risen up thereupon, as it were a certain root of bitterness, plucks it up by the roots, before it received growth. For when passions first begin in us, they are easily subdued but having gained strength, they are with difficulty eradicated. Hence it follows, and Jesus perceiving the thought of their heart, etc. Let him who thinks Jesus to be mere man know that he has erred. For the word, although made flesh, remained God. For it is God alone who is able to search into the heart and reins. But in taking a child and placing it beside him, he did it for the apostles' sake and ours. For the disease of vainglory feeds generally on those who have the preeminence among other men. But a child has a pure mind and unspotted heart and abides in simplicity of thought. He courts not honors, nor knows the limits of each one's power, nor shuns seeming to be inferior to others, bearing no remorseness in his mind or heart. 
such the Lord embraces and loves, and thinks them worthy to be near him, as those who had chosen to taste of the things which are his. For he says, Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. Hence it follows, and he says unto them, Whosoever shall receive a child in my name receiveth me. As if he were to say, Seeing that there is one and the same reward to those that honor the saints, whether perchance such an one be the least, or one distinguished for honors and glory, for in him is Christ received. How vain is it to seek to have the preeminence. Bede. Now herein he either teaches that the poor of Christ are to be received by those who wish to be greater simply for his honor, or he persuades men that they are children in malice. Hence when he said, Whoever shall receive that child, he adds in my name, that in truth they may pursue with diligence and reason, for Christ's name, that form of virtue which the child observes, with only nature for its guide. But because he also teaches that he is received in the child, and he himself was born unto us as a child, lest it should be thought that this was all which was seen, he subjoined, and whoever shall receive me, receiveth him that sent me, wishing verily to be believed, that as was the father, such and so great was he. Ambrose. For he who receives the followers of Christ, receives Christ, and he who receives the image of God, receives God. But because we cannot see the image of God, it has been made present to us by the incarnation of the word, that the divine nature which is above us may be reconciled to us. Cyril. Now he still more plainly conveys the meaning of the preceding word, saying, For he that is least among you all, the same shall be great. In which he speaks of the modest man, who from honesty thinks nothing high of himself. Theophylact. Because then our Lord had said, He who is least among you all, the same shall be great. John feared, lest perhaps they had done wrong in hindering a certain man by their own power. For a prohibition does not show the probator to be inferior, but to be one who thinks himself somewhat superior. Hence it is added, And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him. Not indeed from envy, but to distinguish the working of miracles, for he had not received the power of working miracles with them, nor had the Lord sent him as he did them, nor did he follow Jesus in all things. Hence he adds, because he followeth not with us. Ambrose, for John, loving much, and therefore much beloved, thinks that they should be excluded from the privilege who did not practice obedience. Cyril, but we ought to consider not so much the worker of the miracles as the grace which was in him, who by the power of Christ performed miracles. But what if there should be both those which are numbered together with the apostles and those who are crowned with the grace of Christ. There are many diversities in Christ's gifts, but because the Savior had given the apostles power to cast out evil spirits, they thought no one else but themselves alone was permitted to have this privilege granted to him, and therefore they come to inquire if it were lawful for others also to do this. Ambrose, now John is not blamed, because he did this from love, but he is taught to know the difference between the strong and the weak. And therefore our Lord, though he rewards the stronger, yet does not exclude the weak. As it follows, And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not. 
For he that is not against you is for you. True our Lord. For both Joseph and Nicodemus, through fear thy secret disciples, when the time came, did not refuse their offices. But still, since thou saidest elsewhere, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. Explain unto us, lest the two seem contrary to one another. And it seems to me, if any one considers the searcher of hearts, he cannot doubt that every man's actions is distinguished by the motive of his heart. Chrysostom. For in the other place, when he says, He that is not with me is against me, he shows that the devil and the Jews to be opposed to him. But here he shows that he who in Christ's name cast out devils is partly on their side. Cyril, as if he said, On the side of you who love Christ are all they who wish to follow those things which conduce to his glory, being crowned with his grace. Theophylact, Marvel then at the power of Christ, how his grace works by means of the unworthy and those who are not his disciples, as also men are sanctified through the priests, although the priests be not holy. Ambrose, now why does he in this place say that they are not to be hindered, who by the imposition of hands can subdue the unclean spirits, when according to Matthew he says to these, I never knew you. But we ought to perceive that there is no difference of opinion, but that the decision is this, that not only the official works, but works of virtue are required in a priest, and that the name of Christ is so great that even to the unholy it serves to give defense, but not grace. Let no one then claim to himself the grace of cleansing a man, because in him the power of the eternal name has worked. For not by thy merits, but by his own hatred, the devil is conquered. Bede, therefore in heretics and false Catholics, it becomes us to abhor and forbid not the common sacraments, in which they are with us and not against us, but the divisions contrary to peace and truth, wherein they are against us, as following not to the Lord. End of chapter 9, verses 37 through 50.